he'd be alone in his house. No, it was now or never, and the best way to make it now was to get him into her bed. Just between the sheets, nothing more. Him being next to her when they woke up in the morning would get them talking conversationally, and that was when tongues were more likely to loosen. His tongue, to be more precise. That was plan A, and it had to work. There was no plan B, Rearranging her features into fearful anxiety, she stared intently at the wooden beams of the roof rafters, which were throwing long, dark shadows across the whitewashed walls. They're in those beams! She shivered and hugged her arms across her chest. I know I'll never get to sleep. I'll keep on thinking that something horrible's going to fall from the ceiling and land on my head. She turned frightened eyes back to her boss, pleading with him. She'd audition for the National Theatre when she got back to England, she decided. You'll be fine, really you will. He sounded weary. It's past midnight and all good scorpions are in bed by now. As we should be, but not together, he added hastily. Now, won't you let me help you get down? He moved closer to the bed and held his hand up to her. Ignoring the outstretched hand, she jumped down and landed lightly on the stone floor, her short nightdress flying up. The second shoestring strap slipped down. I'm not worried about the good scorpions, Mr. Hadley, she said, inching one strap back over her shoulder. It's the bad ones that frighten me, the ones that curl their little black tails in my direction, thinking evil thoughts. If you were next to me, I wouldn't feel afraid. If ever there was a time for a tear, this was it. In her head, she frantically conjured up the last few moments of Ghost, when the yummy dead hero said a final goodbye to the distraught wife he adored and left her forever, slowly walking into the glittering stars that were leading him into the heaven for good guys. Her eyes filled with tears. Success. How can you be so scared of them? he asked, his amazement unmistakably tinged with irritation. You must be used to them. The agency said you were part Italian. So much for chivalry and damsels in fear and distress. The man had a heart of stone. She was going to have to try another tack, and fast. Only a tiny part, she said. She followed her words with a slight smile. My grandmother was Italian. It's the English bit of me that's scared of scorpions. The smile became stronger, more cajoling. Please, Mr. Hadley, or I'll never get to sleep. He gave a loud sigh, loud and frustrated. I suppose I could stay in here until you fell asleep, if you didn't take too long about it, that is. He glanced around the room. Look, there's a chair over there. I can sit there till you've dropped off. He raised his arm and pointed to a cane chair in the corner of the room. His toweling robe fell open above his belt, and Evie saw a line of dark hair snaking into the belt. A rush of adrenaline shot through her, and her stomach jumped. Fuck, she thought. She tore her eyes away and fixed them on the chair. Being turned on by him wasn't part of the plan. He was a job and nothing more. Fuck. No, not fuck. That definitely wasn't on the cards.
biting her lower lip. A sure sign of deep concentration, she fixed her eyes on the chair and tried to look as if she was considering his suggestion. No, she said at last. I'm sorry, but I don't think that would help. Deep down, I'd know that you were going back to your room as soon as I fell asleep, and that'd kill any chance of me dropping off. God, what a wimp she sounded. She couldn't keep this up for much longer. If she didn't get a result soon, she'd have to give up. In desperation, she tried out a range of different expressions, hoping that one of them would strike a chivalric nerve. Apparently immune to the panoply of performances being played out before him, Tom Hadley sat down heavily on the edge of her bed and sighed wearily. Just remind me why I employed you, will you? To do some interpreting for you.